Hi, everyone. Thanks for being here. Before we jump in today's episode, I'd like to announce the next boot camp. It's going to start January 6, 2020, and we're putting it together right now. It should be our biggest boot camp so far. In 2019, we had six boot camps and about 100 people went through it. And I have to tell you, it's been an amazing experience. In fact, this year has been incredible. Those people who went through the boot camp came from all over the world with all different levels of understanding the law of attraction and Joshua's teachings. Some had never even heard the term law of attraction and had just recently found Joshua, and some had been studying for years. But the thing that they all got is this new perspective about who they are, how this reality works, and how to engage the law of attraction to create the lives of their dreams. And so many amazing things have happened. People are starting podcasts, writing books, writing blogs, getting promotions at work, getting better relationships with their loved ones and children and spouses and parents and all that sort of thing. But the most amazing thing is the boot camp itself helps everyone discover their soul's purpose. You know, you came here intending to discover who you truly are and to find out what you're here to do. And when you go along on a journey of self-discovery, discovering who you truly are, all your attributes and talents emerge, things you didn't even know about yourself. You are a unique person, and every experience in your life is unique as well. And all of the experiences of your life had led you up to discovering law of attraction, maybe finding Abraham Hicks, maybe getting into yoga or something else, and then eventually finding Joshua. And now that you're here, it's time to take the next step in your evolution, your spiritual journey. You do that by engaging a process, an active process, where you work through all your limiting beliefs and all your pre-held conceptions about what physical reality was and about yourself, and you shed the illusion of unworthiness and imperfection and being flawed and all that stuff. You intended to expand in joy, yet sometimes you expand in joy through experiences and sometimes you expand in suffering. That suffering simply comes from a limited perspective brought forth by limiting beliefs. If you can adjust those limiting beliefs, reduce the intensity of them, then you offer less resistance. In that state of less resistance, you are more in alignment. And in alignment, you receive inspiration to take you on your spiritual journey to discover who you truly are. You end the resistance, and so all these amazing things start to happen. You've been led by uh, inspiration, by guidance, to find the law of attraction, to find Joshua, to listen to this podcast, and now it's time for you to go to the next level. The new bootcamp starts January 6th. If you would like to learn more about it, it is very intense. The only way you can learn more about it is to send me an email, uh, joshuateachings at gmail.com, and then if you're interested in what you hear on that email, We can schedule a conversation to make sure you're at the right place and this is for you. It's a fun conversation. I've done about 100 of them so far and everyone is different. So don't be scared. Don't let your fear stop you from doing what you're inspired to do. Reach out to me at joshuateachings at gmail.com and I'll tell you all about it. So enjoy the show and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. There's more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable and the Stream of David Show. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. With me is David Strickle. <laughs> so this is a swap cast. David and I are friends. We each have our own podcast, as you all know. And so we like to get together from time to time. 
We're both channels. I channel Joshua, David channels the stream. And so we like to get together and see what our lives are like and how we're doing our own thing and what these teachings are teaching us and all that stuff. So cool. I'm so glad to get together with you again. It's been a little while. Yeah, it's always fun to talk and uh, kind of compare notes on our uh, sort of twin flaming. I don't even like that term, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our twin flaming of, of channeling uh, that we seem to have going on because we seem to get a lot of uh, uh, very congruent information uh, out of our channel entities. And uh, we're kind of uh, on a very similar, not identical, but similar journey in all of this. So it's, it's good to have a friend out there that's uh, doing the same thing I'm doing. It's really cool. Yeah, it's we're on like parallel paths from completely different perspectives. You know exactly. Um, so, as like for me now, this has been six years. Uh, it started for me in gen in a really started the first channeling was November fifteenth, two thousand thirteen, and my life has completely transformed over these six years to be in a completely new place. And 2019 was this big, huge year of great strides forward in a lot of areas of my life. How was that for you as well? Well, I started channeling publicly in September of 2017, so not quite as long. And I started the podcast, and I published my book uh, mid-2018. I started my boot camp program uh, which was an online course uh, at the beginning, uh, probably March of 2018, I believe I started that. Mm. Uh, have had a lot of people go through with a lot of success and a lot of transformation since then. And I've built a community of, of practitioners now. You know, we've evolved from a course and a book to a spiritual practice, not a religion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always very clear about that. I don't want this to, you know, the stream has said, this is not about religion. This is not about man-made rules. This is not about judgment or punishment or any of that stuff. You know, this, this is uh, eternal wisdom that they were offering that is very steeped in universal law. And, and what I do is bring my human perspective to it. And realizing when I started my course back in March of 2018, that I had developed really a spiritual practice in my life. And that's what evolved to what we call Taya now, which is the Taya spiritual practice is what I teach. And that's what I see transforming people's lives by teaching them to raise their default vibration. Yeah. And that's really what I worked on uh, really all through 2019. And we're coming to a close now. It's been an interesting year. So you've accepted your role as a spiritual leader and teacher as David Strickle. Absolutely. You know, yeah. what I, what I always say at the beginning of 2018, I had a really high paying corporate job and I'd been in it, uh, been with the company for 20 years and was comfortable but not happy and knew for a long time that the, the, the teachings were, were, have been coming to me my entire life. And I was incorporating it into business as much as I could. But in a corporate environment, you really can't go that deep into it. But I saw what I was teaching was helping people in their business lives, in their financial lives, a lot of people. I had some of the most successful people working for me in the history of the company, and they are, they are continuing to be successful because of the things that, that, that I taught. And I feel very good about that. But I realized that there's so much more, that there's so much more than just, you know, how to sell and how to make money and how to earn commission. You know, that's all I was teaching. I, I can actually teach people how to be happy. And right. I saw people that worked for me. And what I did is I traveled, all, you know, all over the Western United States and Western Canada, uh, working in retail with commission-based salespeople. Uh, high-end commission-based salespeople. I had somebody making over half a million dollars a year that worked for me in sales. And I saw that I could help them with their financial life and their, you know, their career life, but I would see all these problems. They, you know, they would inevitably you know, start just spilling their guts about you know, their personal problems in their lives. And I had answers for them that I could not provide. It wasn't my place to do that. Right. And I realized, wow, I've got such great information and I have transformed so many aspects of my life from very negative, unwanted circumstances to, to very favorable circumstances, that I want to teach this across the board yeah. to anyone who's interested. And that's when I decided to just quit the job, literally jump out of the airplane. Yeah. You know, I was living in San Francisco, the most expensive city in the, in the country. I was paying $6,000 a month rent <laughs> and, you know, I had a pretty high car payment, had, a, you know, the, 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 the bill structure of someone with a nice mid six figure income. 
I had no plan. And I just had faith that if I jumped out of the airplane, I would ultimately be okay, whatever that looked like, that everything would work out for me. And here I sit two years later, and, and I've always been okay. The universe has always provided and taken care of me. Yeah. You know, even though there, there are times where I have, I, I can't even begin to tell you how, <laughs> you right. know, it just magically happens as things do, but it's, it's just been an amazing journey. And, and I'm really looking forward to just continuing this ride. And, and, and I get so much satisfaction helping people transform their lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, for me, you know, it started in 2013, right? I was turning 50 in that year too. So it's funny how there's so much of this, spiritual transformation is taking place between the ages of 45 and 55. If you look at all the people that come to Joshua or join the boot camp, it's in that rate age range. Generally, you know, 80% of them are there. And so for me, it was living this old life of trying to be successful and worthy through business and all that stuff and buying all the toys and the houses and the cars and crap like that. Uh, and then realizing that I wasn't satisfied at all. But I didn't quit. I lost everything in the crash. And so then found the secret, found Abraham, was inspired like crazy to meditate, start meditating, and then Joshua just comes through. But for the whole first five years, I was a student of Joshua, just like everyone else had the podcast and was channeling Joshua and going, wow, isn't that cool what they're saying? And we're talking about that from that student perspective. Then when the bootcamp comes out, I realize that I'm a spiritual leader and teacher and that's who I've always been. And I can step into that role. And once I did, everything changed. This year has been just unbelievable what's happened this year because I've finally come into alignment with who I truly am and who I've always been. It's like now I wake up and I go, I get to be Gary Temple Bodley today. You know, I never thought that before. It's, and I get to do things I only want to do. And everything I do is satisfying, fulfilling, and fun. You know, like this right now, what we're doing. We're having this spiritual connection, this conversation between two guys. Who cares who's listening to it? But we're doing it not because, oh, we have to do something, but because we enjoy this conversation and that's the only reason we're doing it. You know, and you look forward to things like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do love that. I love what I do because in my corporate job, I did not love, you know, it was work. I have to go do this. I have to go do that. I, I better jump and do this. I better jump and do that. And now I'm in a scenario where I love what I do every single day and how I do it. Yeah. And you're, you're right. You, 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 you go from in the beginning, Getting the start of the podcast for me, I would pick a topic and I would set an intention for the topic and I would come on. There were solo podcasts always. I would come on. I would talk about it from a human perspective. I would channel the stream with an intention for them to come through. And then I would kind of come, I would listen to it. And then I would come back at the end of the podcast and say, wow, this is what I learned today from my podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was telling you earlier that I really feel like we got through every topic Really, you know, in a in a two year, a year and a half period, we got through every topic I could think of that I could come up with, and sometimes some of the topics were coming from from listeners certainly. And now I'm I'm having guests on and doing you know unique things such as this, and I really enjoy the experience. And I made that transition where I still feel like there's there are things that I'm working on and things that I'm learning, but I am certainly advanced to a level now to where I feel confident teaching on any topic to anyone, because as I was telling you earlier, I think before we started the show, I now can say that I have manifested in every area of my life successfully. And over, I've overcome many things in my life successfully, you know, overcome, you know, kind of an abusive childhood abandonment. Uh, I've overcome addiction. I've overcome being overweight. I've overcome hating myself. I, I've overcome poverty. I've overcome fear. You know, I, I've overcome all of these things and I've experienced all of these things. It's not like I'm someone that has this charmed life that's just telling everyone how I have a charmed life now. You know, it's like this, um, I, I was hearing about some, some person the other day, she was 20, 21 years old and she's a life coach. <laughs> I kind of thought, wow, that's pretty impressive that you can coach people in their lives when you haven't really even lived yours yet. Okay, you know, if that works, that's great. But, you know, I, my coaching comes with a lot of empathy because 
I've been there. Yeah. I've been the person that hated myself and, and hated my body and, and was living in constant pain and constant fear. And I've lived poverty. I've lived all of that stuff and I've come through it. And, and I think that that's what makes me the coach that I am. Now that's separate from the channeling, mm-hmm. two different things. And I find that the more that I share the stream's message and the more that I allow them to interact with other people, the more good stuff comes through. It truly is co-creation. Yeah. There, there are questions that are asked of the stream that bring new thought out all the time. Right. I love that. It's sort of like I exhausted my questioning of the stream and now we're moving on and we're letting others question it. And simultaneously I'm using all of that eternal wisdom to incorporate in my coaching and incorporate in the coaching that I've created as far as the spiritual practice goes that helped me transform because the, it's one thing to understand the concept of universal law. And it's another thing to actually implement it successfully in your life. Sure. And that's what most people seem to struggle with, with law of attraction. And I, and, and I've been saying a lot lately, that it's important that people understand that law of attraction and spirituality are the same thing. Right. Because law of attraction is the basis of all creation. And that is spirituality. Yeah. And, and a lot of people try to separate it out. And, and scrub it up for mass consumption and not and pretend like it's not spiritual at all, but you're really missing something there. If you don't understand the energetic realm, your higher state of being and how all of that plays into it and how your vibration is so impacted by that and how self love is so key to all of this. Well, this is what you've done is you've come from the illusion of unworthiness to see how worthy you really are. And it's, that's what's really happening. You've gained this clarity of understanding who you truly are. And so from that new perspective of yourself, you create or have attracted a reality that reflects back to you how you now see yourself. And that can only be done, I think, from endeavoring in some active process. You can read all the books you want. You can listen to all the videos you want or podcast and you can watch all the videos and unless you're doing this work in a every day for a continued amount of time period you're not going to be able to integrate it because the approach to life that you have to adopt to engage universal laws is opposite to the approach to life that people are living and how everyone has been programmed or trained i say this to people all the time It's like, if you could take one day in your 10-year-old life, just pick any day in that 10-year-old life and watch it like a video and watch it from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you will be shocked how many times people try to control you Mm -hmm. or tell you you're wrong, right? Or tell you you're bad or told you to be good or whatever this is. And so that's just one day in the life of a kid being programmed all day long by parents, teachers, friends, society in general, and then compound that over 21 years. And now you come to a place where you have these limiting beliefs about who you are. You're not good. You're not worthy. You're not, you know, you have flaws. And so the journey of self-discovery is to realize that all that programming is just limitation that you're self-imposing on yourself, right? imposing on yourself. And so how do you move past that programming to live the life you intended to live? And you do that by some sort of active process. Yeah, just- I, call it, I call it your default vibration. You create a default vibration over time in your life. That is your vibe. And you, you, your, your life is the sign of your current vibration. Yeah. So if you generally believe that you are going to be successful and, and live in a, a beautiful home and drive nice cars and go and great. That, that's what you're living. If you don't believe that, then you're not getting that. You're getting something less than that. If you don't think you're worthy of that. Right. Worthy of you've it. allowed yourself to be programmed and limit yourself based on your programming. And programming is there to control people. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and there's contrast on all topics. There is value in social engineering. It creates societies. It, it, it gives order. But at the same time, it creates a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of negativity. And, and, and most of the problems that we have in our world are based on people's programming and, and, and the introduction of a deity into it that this, is, this isn't coming from us. This is coming from God. 
Right. God says you need to live like this. And if you don't live like this, you're going to burn in hell. Right. And so people start believing that, wow, this is the right way. And I've been taught that this way is the only way. And if you're not this, you're wrong. And I need to get out there and fight for this because everyone's wrong that isn't like that. And look at how many problems that creates in our world. Yeah. Even spirituality. I'm, if you're trying to be spiritual, right, you can say that people in religion are wrong or, you know, so you could make spirituality into a religion too. Oh, I just did a two part. In fact, my two part podcast, it's not published yet, but the two episodes before this uh, are spiritual myths. Uh, Liza Jane Wolf. I don't know if you know her or not, but Liza Jane Wolf and I did a two part podcast. It was so much. There were so many myths. It took two hours to talk about it. We brought the stream in for part of it. Yeah. It was all about spiritual myths and the fact that people try to take spirituality, which is consciousness. Yeah. It's, it's positive and negative consciousness that exists that we're all part of and then humanize it and then deitize it and turn it into a religion again. Right. And then be judgmental about that. Exactly. And, because and we all flip into that sometimes, but it's, it's not yeah. the way it really is. Because, that, because we're so used to trying to control everything. And so this is why people get stuck in the law of attraction. This is how I got in the law of attraction. I lost all my money. And I said, I'm going to use law of attraction to get my money back. <laughs> so I'm approaching it from a form of control. Joshua has a whole bunch of meditations. One of them is the abundance, financial abundance meditation. And that one is listened to more than all the others combined right. because people are trying to control their financial abundance. Yeah, that's my, uh, the vault is my number one meditation. And it's yeah. where you go into your vault of money and wealth and, 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 and experience. And it's a good meditation. But yeah. yeah, everybody wants money. And they think the more they think about having money, the more they're going to get. But then they don't get it. And they wonder why. Because they're focusing on the lack of money. They're not yeah, realizing the, the true abundance of what you receive, everything you need when you need it. And if money is needed, it'll come. If it's not needed, it won't come. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I've learned, I, I've actually taught that to myself over these past two years because I have said that my money flow used to be when I worked at a job and I knew I was going to get a paycheck every two weeks, I was making a lot of money. My money flow was great because my belief system around money flow was great. I leave right. that job, I become self-employed. And we have talked about ordering things and there's no judgment about how you order things in your life, but prioritizing money first has a lot of flaws to it. If you want to be joyous, because yes. if you're just thinking money's going to make you happy, I have been miserable with lots of money and lots of nice things. So I know I've proven to myself that's not true. So right. I don't worry about that anymore. I don't need money to make me happy anymore, but we have talked about prioritizing health first. Because if you don't have your health, you know, why are you not focusing on your health? Why do you think money's the answer to everything? Steve Jobs died of cancer at 54. He had money. He had fame. He had everything except his health. He didn't prioritize health. And his vibe, I read his biography, his vibration around health was very much the fear of death. Mm -hmm. You can read it between the lines in his words. Very much the fear of death. Not that he wrote the book, but the things that he's quoted saying. Yeah. So health and then your relationships, other people, then money, then things. Because I have focused in order of things where I focused for a while about things and not money and I ended up with a lot of debt. I had nice things and a lot of debt. And then I got yeah. fearful about the debt. And then, of course, the money stops flowing because I have the debt that I'm fearful of. Well, what I've done now is I've gone to a much more general, the universe always pampers me, whatever that looks like. The universe always pampers me. So yeah. here I sit in good health and the best body that I've ever had at 51 and the best relationship I've ever been in at 51 living in a beautiful home, driving a nice car. I've got food on the table. I've got clothes to wear. Do I need, you know, mega mansions and yachts? No. If I, if I manifest one, great. Right. But I don't want to manifest anything for the sake of covering up for my lack of connection to source. So and that's what so many people do. What they, you've they done. <clears throat> yeah. What you've done is you've released the attachment to any specific outcome. And you say, I trust the universe will bring me, everything that resonates with this overall connection to source and love. And so if I am connected to love and living a life in love and not in fear, then I can expect my reality to bring me examples of that love, however it is best and most elegant for me without needing. Yeah. Whether that's a pile of money or not. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I look at the, the financial flow and I'm like, God, how do I do this? You know, too. it's not, it's not consistent the way that it was, but needing that consistency is rooted in fear. Yeah. 
that's lack. I've got to have, I've got to have a paycheck. I've got to have that coming in. As long as I have that coming in, I can be confident about money. Yeah. And then I realized how unsatisfying it was. And that's why I quit the job with no plan. Yeah. Just allowing the universe to pamper me. And yeah. it works beautifully, elegantly, as you say. It works elegantly until I allow a little static to come in, go down my spiral a little bit. And I was telling you that I get, I, I have gotten myself so tuned that I manifest in every direction very quickly. And, and I pay attention to the manifestations. Everything is a manifestation. Right. Everything. We're manifesting every aspect of our lives all day long, every moment of every day and every everything. And I was telling you about this, the story about my car, about being a little fearful about my car being parked on the street and you know dipping down into negative emotion regarding my car. And what did I get? Someone shot my car. <laughs> but they shot it with a BB gun, so it didn't really do much damage. So that's kind of like the universe saying, hey, you know, we're not going to have someone shoot your car with a rifle and shoot the windows out to show you that, you know, your, your vibe was off, but we're going to give you a little indication here that, Hey, you can't do that. You can't go into that fear, especially when you keep your vibe so high all the time and you're teaching this stuff, you've got to hold yourself accountable if you want to be joyous yeah. to, to keep the vibe high and, and to realize when fear starts to creep back in because it will, if you let a little fear creep on this topic and you let a little more on that topic, pretty soon you've slipped back into that vibration of fear even though I, I've been on the trajectory of being fearless for quite some time now. Yeah. And compared to most people, yes, I, I am definitely fearless. Well, what the but beautiful thing never about, completely fearless. Yeah. What the beautiful thing about that manifestation event was, is that you didn't say, this is happening to me. This is happening for me. You looked at it consciously and you said, what was the, what was the feeling that manifested in this car? And so other people, or how I would have been in the past, was like, I can't believe this happened to me. You know, why do things like this always happen to me? And then just be a victim out of it. But now we see that every manifestation, no matter what, where you think it's positive or negative, it's always happening for you so you can take a look at the vibration you're offering based on the fears or lack of fears that you have. Yeah, it's, and, and this is a whole new way of looking at life. It's a radically different way to approach life where we are the creators, which means that everything that happens is happening for us. Sometimes we can see how it's happening and we don't feel negative emotion. And sometimes we don't see how it's happening. We think it's a bad thing, but with enough time or a higher perspective, you can see how these things always lead to what is wanted. And you're talking about your relationship now, who you met through someone else that didn't work. And, it, and at the time, you thought that was bad, that it didn't work out with the first person, but that person led you to the person you're with now. So things yeah. like well, this it's funny because the, when I was in the throes of, of, um, of DTS, being down the spiral is, is what we call it. When I was in the throes of that, in that, that brief first relationship, I knew that I was creating contrast for myself. And I knew that it was a negative manifestation, but all that negative manifestations ultimately serve me. I know that there's always a silver lining. There always is. Exactly. And the faster we embrace that, the faster we get our silver lining. And I embrace the fact that I, I don't know. At first I thought he was, and those of you that listen to my, my show, I did one on narcissism a while back and he's a narcissist for sure. And I had a little bit of that going on at that time, you know, in my vibe. Not a lot, but a little bit. And he's not a complete narcissist. It's just an aspect of who he is sometimes. Uh -huh. And I thought I manifested him as a vibrational match to my narcissism to show me how I was being and didn't want to be. And maybe there's some truth to that. And, and it did, that did sort of work itself out. But later I realized, wow, you know, I had this negative relationship with this person that was very brief and, and there was some negative aspects to it. But the positive of that far outweighs, you know, I, I met the love of my life through this person. I, I've met someone who's becoming a really good friend of mine. I've met a network of friends. I've met people that are in boot camp now through him. I've met people that are uh, very active in Law of Attraction 2.0 on Facebook through him. Yeah. Wow. Right. So, wow. So it's just amazing. If you knew now or then what you know now, right? If you had all the information, you would have felt no negative, negative emotion around this whole thing. Right. And that's because 
at the time it's happening, it's triggering some limiting belief that we need to alter in order to move to the next level. Had we had the information, we wouldn't feel negative emotion because we would know how it turns out. So when you feel negative emotion, if you're thinking it's wrong, you're resisting the transformation that's going to take place to lead you to everything you want. Yeah. And I, I get that enough now to where I was allowing of that and I moved through that process so quickly. So that's very satisfying to me. And, and I realize now that I'm, I'm never going to reach a state as long as I'm human. None of us are where we never manifest you know, something negative. We're not going to get to that place. But the negative thing is our perception of it that we are manifesting that will ultimately serve us as soon as we flip our perspective of it and realize that this is serving me in some way. Exactly. And so, it's no longer negative then. So actually what we then want are these things we perceive as negative events or what we call manifestation events because they point out the limiting belief. They point out the mm -hmm. resistance that keeping you apart from what you desire. And if we can, instead of blaming the outside conditions for being wrong, go deeper and look inside to our limiting beliefs and prove those limiting beliefs are not true. They're just made up. You know, we're just, uh, we just adopted them somewhere along the line. Now we can look at those limiting beliefs, reduce their intensity, and then move swiftly to everything we want. <clears throat> this is what is so exciting about the work that we're doing here. Nobody really knows this. People know law of attraction for think positive and, and, you know, focus on what you want, but there's so much more depth in this. And it's really about living life as this creator and not this victim. Absolutely. And you know, the, the, the victim vibe is something that I want to see anyone who works with me. I, I really want to see people move beyond that. And I understand when people first start learning about law of attraction. And I was talking about this uh, in the group this week. Uh, if you go to Amazon and you pull up my book, the very first review that shows up has three stars. I have almost five stars overall, yeah. but this first three star review and you read the review and it's like, she didn't really read the book because <laughs> she said the book was mean Yeah, because the law of attraction is mean. So if you tell somebody they manifested cancer, you're not allowed to say that to someone because it's mean. Right. And it was, it's kind of cute and entertaining to me really but it's coming from a place of, okay, you didn't really comprehend the whole point of the book and that it's, you don't manifest things necessarily out of a desire for them. We're manifesting out of what we're broadcasting out to the universe, our vibration. And that's always going to be a mix of positive and negative because we're polarized. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. But it's Taya in the beginning, when I started creating these tools, I started teaching it in such a way that it's all about raising your vibration, raise, 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 raise your vibration. And then as it evolved and we co-created it a little deeper, we started talking more about, wait, we don't want to just raise our vibration. There's nothing wrong with wanting to raise your vibration and be a higher vibrational being, certainly. But part of being a higher vibrational being is understanding the value of the lower vibration and the, the manifestation events, as you say, the, the, the quote unquote negative that comes along with that because all, cre all new creation is inspired by obstacles. I call those obstacles. Yeah, well, that's there's nothing right. You know, an obstacle is something it. to be overcome, and it's a positive to me. It's not, you know, a problem, a, a negative thing, a, you know, unwanted. It's an obstacle. Here's yeah. something that you have manifested, it's presented itself in your life, and when you overcome it, you are going to expand as a being in overcoming it, and your new creation in overcoming it is going to contribute to the creation of the universe. And this is why you came. You didn't come to sit on the beach and drink pina coladas all day long. You wanted to sift and sort and to take this journey of expansion. Now you can take that journey of expansion in suffering, which is what many people do, by seeing these things that are necessary for you to overcome as bad things, wishing that never happened. Or you can look at your life as a creator, realizing that for you to get to the next level vibrationally, here's something that you'll have to move through in order to see yourself from a higher perspective as you've moved through it. So anytime anyone goes through an obstacle, when they've come out on the other side of that thing they've gone through, they now see themselves from a higher perspective and now they allow more into their life that is resonating with this new version of them. And that's what everyone wants. Nobody wants to hide away from negative emotion and 
manifestation events or obstacles. You want to embrace these things. It's just that most people aren't looking at them in an empowering way. They're using their imagination to look at them as, as if they're a victim of this thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I always say, you know, react to everything. And as you react to it, the reaction should be kind of stop and assess. Right. And the first thing I say to myself when something at face value appears negative, and I see less and less of that now, certainly. Too. I say, is this worth me going down my spiral about? Yeah. No, <laughs> it's not. There's nothing, you know, the guy shooting my car is not worth me going down my spiral about. Nope. You know, and so Michael's asking me, do I want to press charges? Do I do, 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 do? And I'm like, oh, God, that just all seems kind of negative to me. I'd rather just go on my life and not worry about it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a fun little game to learn how to operate your life completely opposite of how we're taught. Right. A fun game to let's not be fearful about anything. Let's not let anyone control us. Let's not worry about the headlines. Let's not worry about who's running for freaking president. Right. Let's create our own bubble of reality and have fun in the process and enjoy the challenge of it and really embrace and enjoy the obstacles that pop up, the things that bubble up in us that present themselves to be detuned. And the detuning process is not about fixing it and not about eradicating it. Right. The detuning process is viewing it differently. Right. It's all about that. Somebody asked me that about that on a live lesson. How, what is the detuning? The detuning process is switching off this camera over here and turning on this camera and looking at it differently than you've ever looked at it before. Because our pasts exist as our memories only. And so we get to adjust that to whatever we want. Look how history is rewritten all the time. Of course. All yeah. the time. Yeah. And we get to do that with our own history because we're only viewing it the way that we perceived it at that time. And now we've evolved as beings. And as a more evolved being, hopefully we're all evolving, right? As a more yeah. evolved being, hopefully the way we viewed our father that walked out when we were six or our mother who told us to kill ourselves when we were a teenager, the way we view those people, those events and those things, we can continue to hang on to being a victim of that for the rest of our lives. How in the hell is that serving us? It's not, you know, I had a good friend that I've kind of disconnected with now and he had an abusive father and he just hangs on to that. Mm -hmm. you know, well into his fifties. Now my father was abusive. You don't understand. My father was abusive. Well, so were my parents to, you know, <laughs> my mother told me to freaking kill myself. What, what am I going to do? Wallow in that for the rest of my life or find appreciation for the fact of how she was at that time that had nothing to do with me. Right. She was down her spiral. Who knows what her past was show some empathy for her go all the way to appreciation that she brought me into this world. That's all I needed her to do. And now she's crossed over. I have a better relationship with her than I ever did in life because I appreciate her. Absolutely. You know, she did that from down her spiral. I get it. I can wallow in that for the rest of my life or I can get over it, forgive it, appreciate it and say, Hey, look, I didn't kill myself. You so, know, in that moment, in fact, that was a very Gary, that was a very empowering moment for me because yeah. she would say nasty things like that to me as a teenager. And I bit back. I was stronger than that. Yeah. I didn't go kill myself. You know, and she told me one time that I was dumb. She said, you're dumb like me. <laughs> and I remember saying to her, no, I'm not. You may be dumb, but I'm not dumb. I'm happy. And you know what? You may wish I was never born, but guess what? I'm here. I remember yeah. saying that <laughs> and how empowered I was in saying that to her. And now I realize how down the spiral she was and what she said. And, you know, it only made me stronger. Sure. It made well, me the teacher that I am today. It made me the person that I am. Exactly. It all worked out perfectly. So it served me. Yeah, and, it served me. And she was just in fear, and she wanted to control that fear by changing you or controlling you. And so that's all she could do because she was in that stream of consciousness of fear. What yeah, I was thinking and she stayed there, and fortunately, she stayed there throughout her entire life and, 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 and crossed over in, in, in a way that most of us would not want to. But that was her experience. Absolutely. And that well, was what this she is manifested, the and there's nothing wrong with it. It just is what it is. And what it did for me, though, is it showed me how I didn't want to be. Yes. And it served me greatly in that. Well, if you're not processing your limiting beliefs, your fears are going to go stronger and stronger and stronger. And so the work that we do to process limiting beliefs in this age is paving the way for a joyous, you know, older time period. What I've been thinking about lately is that the fundamentals of what we're both teaching are an approach to life that is highly effective because you are not reacting to things as if they're all wrong and happening to you. You are consciously choosing how you react to something and perceiving things in a more empowering way. This could be taught without the aspect of channeling, without this other stuff coming in. 
Yet, I think the channeling side of it is really necessary, talking about the non-physical and how we existed in the non-physical, how we set intentions for being here, how we chose the time and place of our birth and our parents, how we set up a trajectory of our childhood that would launch all of us who are listening to these podcasts to come to find this information at this time of awakening because we're all teachers and light workers and we're all spiritual beings, right? We're coming to this new awareness in this time of awakening. But the Joshua and the stream also give the backstory of how this mechanism of physical reality works and how the non-physical works as well. So now we no longer fear death because all we're doing is returning home to the non-physical and it's in an easy and effortlessly effortless way. So the channel part of it, where I used to think was really weird, I am really embracing lately and really being proud of this ability that we have, which is in fact a natural ability of, of people. It's, some people have a heightened talent for it or are more interested in it, but I think all of us are receiving inspiration and that's a form of channeling. And I think it is important to understand how the non-physical works, why we're here in physical reality, even if there's no scientific you know, proof. Now, yeah. one thing Joshua talks about a lot is that we don't manufacture thoughts in our brain. The thoughts are attracted like anything else. And that there's two streams of consciousness just for simplicity's sake, the stream of consciousness of love or the stream of consciousness of fear. And so if you're in alignment, you're connected to that consciousness of love and you're receiving inspiration. And when you're in fear, you're going to receive urges to change the conditions. That is a practical way of navigating life. And here we are, two channels now who have podcasts. And I think we're the only two channels that have podcasts, as far as I know. And I just noticed yours just hit number 90 on the U.S. charts. And we're up, I think we were 138 last week. And imagine two channels now breaking through into this genre where it's been, you know, basically taught by people who were interpreting law of attraction from a different perspective. It's pretty cool how, how this is this idea that we're bringing in infant intelligence from non-physical is gaining really quickly in, in acceptance. Well, people hear it and if they hear it with an open mind, it resonates because it's part of them and they're part of it. Right. And, and, and that's what, that's why people that are into channeling love it so much because they kind of feel like it's a connection to home, you know, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. And we all have it coming to us. All creation has a version of it flowing. And I, I think that's why people love it so much. And it just makes so much sense. Yeah. You know, the, and, and it's interesting that, you know, you and I don't, we, we haven't studied together. You know, I, I don't have a lot of time to sit and listen to Joshua. And I'm sure you don't have a lot of time to sit and listen to the stream because it's kind of like what we're already getting. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing to me how the crossover of information, it's, it's almost identical. And I think yeah. it's because you and I have a similar intentionality to allow this to flow without fear, without filtration. I don't care who gets mad at me. I don't care if I hurt someone's feelings or if I ruffle feathers. I don't want to do that as a human being, but I can't filter that message at all. There's no David's personal opinion or my religious upbringing or any of that in influencing what's coming through. I step out of the way and let them speak. And, and sometimes it's not politically correct. Yeah. They, they ruffle feathers sometimes. And, yeah. and I'm okay with that because I want it to be very pure message, a very simple, this is universal law. And we tend to humanize the energetic realm so much. And, and when, when I went in uh, to, to, to find a name, and I, I, yeah, I know you've told your story about how you came up with Joshua, how that was arrived at. Um, you know, the, the, what I got back was, we're not human. We don't have a name, you know, pick a name. It's fine. And Abraham was the same way. You know, they sort of co-created the name Abraham because it sounded in, in their opinion, uh, you know, ancient and, 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 mm -hmm. and, and, and bigger than life. And the stream just, just popped into like, wow, it's really a stream of consciousness. I'm just going to call them the stream. Yeah. And the only flaw in that is people get on and want to talk to them and they're like, hi, hi, the stream. How are you? Right. <laughs> like you can call them whatever <laughs> you want. It doesn't matter. I you know, they're not human. They're, they're not we, they're not us. They're not I, they're not he, they're not, you know, she or he. Yeah. It is a stream of consciousness that I'm sharing. 
And it does come from a place of love. It is based internal wisdom, but it's not this humanized, you know, people that have all these teachings of different spiritual modalities want to know what archangels they're hearing from and who, who's the guide. And, and it's not like that. <laughs> Somebody wants to say hi. There's Tucker. <laughs> hi, Tucker. I'm glad I own headphones because Lola would be in here in a second. Like, uh, who's in my house barking? I channeled, uh, I had somebody come over live uh, the other day that's in my, uh, she came over live. She came over to my house the other day who's in boot camp, and I channeled live for her in my office. And the first, for the first time in a long time, I let uh, Lola sit in. And the last time I channeled in front of Lola, she was still a puppy. And she didn't know what was going on. And she, on the video, I'm channeling the stream, and Lola is just going nuts. She's running around barking, running around in circles, going crazy. And the poor woman that I'm channeling for her face was, she was just cracking up laughing. The stream was just talking, not even noticing what Lola was doing. Well, this time, <laughs> this is the first time now she's three years old. I let her sit in the room and I sat there and channeled at a table across from the, the person I was with. And Lola got so nervous. She sat and licked her paws until they almost bled. Wow. And then she looked up at me when I was done and like, are you back? It's crazy how intuitive dogs are, but it totally. made her nervous. She just didn't know because she's not used to seeing me do that. It just made her uncomfortable and nervous. I don't know. Does Tucker, does he respond when you channel? When I'm channeling, he'll come in here and just lay down. Won't make a sound the whole time. When I'm doing the Law of Attraction Roundtable podcast like this, he wants to come and participate and bark and stuff. His energy is totally different when I'm channeling. It's very cool. Yeah. It's cool what they pick up on for sure. I want Lola to get more comfortable with it though, because I don't want her to sit and lick herself nervously while I'm doing it. I think it's just because her daddy's gone. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, who is this? I don't understand it. <laughs> you know? And so um, it was really, she just sat and stared at me after like, what was that? Where are you? You're yeah. Back. Okay, cool. That's so so funny. Yeah. I have to like get her more into, uh, get her in here with me when I'm doing it more. She'll get more comfortable with it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about 2020. Um, to me, it seems like, well, Joshua said this, that 2020 is the year of clarity and focus. And it makes sense, 2020 clarity, right? And as we get more clear on what's, who we truly are and how this universe works and then the law of attraction, how to engage it, what the fear is coming up for you and for other people, when you have that kind of clarity, <clears throat> it's amazing because now you can see what's really happening, why you're feeling fear, why someone has reacting the way they're reacting and you can accept it and face it with love and then you can choose your focus on what's really important to you which is which is really this journey of self-discovery that's what's really important is moving along identifying that you know you came to this life to be this unique expression of source and to discover your soul's purpose and to live in that purpose as authentically as possible. And when you do that, you just become highly effective in everything you do. And you start to really feel that satisfaction that was missing in this old approach of trying to make things happen, you know, to prove your worthiness. And I think this, this 2020 year is just going to be completely amazing for those of us who are on this spiritual journey. I'm really looking forward well, to it. And I see more people, more and more people, more than ever, are questioning what they've been taught. They're questioning wow. government. They're questioning religion. And they're, but they're not just turning inward and, and, and saying there's nothing. They're, they are seeking because we all know, we all know that we have a higher connection. We all know that, that this vibration of love transcends just what we feel for one another, that, that there is a love and a goodness out there that we all want to be part of that is bigger than, than this human life. And we all know that we're eternal. Yeah. It's not just wishful thinking. We know we, we are more than this body and our, our body, our, our human life experience that we're having right now could be stamped out in an instant. And we are more than that. Yeah. Our consciousness is more than that and we know it. So we want to delve into what that really looks like and what it means. And there's nothing right or wrong about anybody's beliefs. Whatever you, whatever works for you is the right thing for you. And there's no judgment around any of that. But my intentionality with the stream is to really get down to what, you know, what is this consciousness all about, this mass consciousness? What is source all about? Uh, and, and what is, 
what are the universal laws really all about? And they're really a lot simpler than we make them. It, it seems like we tend to, the teachers tend to take things and make them way more complex than they need to be. And you lose a lot of people in that process. And what I do mm-hmm. like about the stream is they say a lot of things with few words. They get the point across. It really clicks for most people. They really get it like, oh, wow, that's why I'm here. That's why negative happens. There's all these questions that I've had in my entire life that now I'm starting to understand that religion never really explained for me. Right. So for 2020, uh, in my, I have a Taya mastermind group uh, that I've created. So people that have graduated my bootcamp program, some of them move on and get into the mastermind group. And we've dubbed 2020 uh, the vibration of greatness, mm. of, of what greatness looks like. And it's not, you know, an, all about ego. There's some ego mixed in there, sure. But what is it, what is it like to, to be great at something? You're great at what you do, the, 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 the vibration of success the vibration of just a, a great successful life where you're, you're just happy and joyous and you meet your obstacles in joy and you're free of fear and you're allowing the universe to pamper you. You're up, up the spiral most of the time. And even when you're not up, you're leaning into the down and really savoring and appreciating that. What is it like to, to do that? And how do we achieve that vibration of greatness? And that's what we're really working toward. So, you know, for us in 2020, it's, it's going to be more about getting out on the road and doing some more live workshops. I did a couple of those in 2019. Uh, my intention is to do more of those in 2020, uh, to do more live streaming in 2020 so that we can interact with people all over the world, uh, to create uh, what we're doing next is creating a, a membership community that you can join and participate in live streams and, and, and things like that, um, just to really bring people together on a higher level. Uh, Facebook is great. Uh, you know, there's only so much really interaction you can do on Facebook. You know, I, I look forward to doing more things, you know, um, live streaming where people really have an experience where we collectively raise the vibration. Those lives that I do right now on spirituality going wild and, and the 2.0 group, that's just such an incredible experience. When we get together and meditate together and raise the collective vibration of all the viewers, even the ones that are watching in the future yeah. and have that, that time where the stream flows and we co-create all this new thought with, from the questions that come from the audience. Right. And in the beginning, the, the vibe of that was a little weird. I would get some really odd questions and there would be people in there kind of heckling and we've really <laughs> raised the vibration of the whole thing. Oh yeah. There's one guy, he's a, he's a spiritual teacher and he has a big Facebook following and uh-huh. he was heckling the stream. Like this isn't real. He's not channeling. There's no such thing as channeling and all this. Like, who wow. is this nasty? I mean, and, and Debbie didn't tell me about it. But there was a weird vibe in the whole thing. And then when we got through, I was like, what was going on? Because the vibe was weird. She goes, oh, there was, she knows this guy. She goes, oh, he was in there like, you know, trying to, to argue everything the stream was saying uh-huh. and saying that, you know, that you're not really channeling and all this stuff. Like, wow, why is he waiting? You know, he's got all these followers on Facebook. Why is he wasting his time with that? Well, he's not, you know, why, he's not aware of what's really happening here. Right. Why, why would somebody come in and waste their time? You know, if I don't agree with somebody on Facebook, I'm just going to, not even be there in the first place, but just you know, scroll past it instead of taking your vibe down by trying to argue something. A big, a big part of what I've learned from the stream. I don't need to be right. No, no, I, you know, not. I, trust me, Gary. You know, my no. ego is as healthy as anyone else's, but I don't need to be right. <laughs> if you don't agree with me, that's cool. You know, yeah. if you have a different opinion, that's great. We're not all the same, and we're we're going to have different beliefs, and we're going to have different life experiences. At the end of the day, we're all going to die and we're going to return to our completed state of perfection anyway. Yeah. So why do I need to argue with you about anything? You know, the, the political stuff that's going on in the U.S. right now just astounds me how much negative energy people put into this stuff. Well, it's all a form of control and that fear. We Even watching the news, people watch the news because they want to be aware of what to fear. It's a control mechanism. I had an amazing podcast with the husband of one of my bootcamp people who is a skeptic of law of attraction. And so it was a roundtable episode like this, and we just have this conversation back and forth. And it was so cool because he had to admit that a lot of the ideas that we have are empowering and approaching life from a, as a point of a creator, even if you don't believe in the law of attraction, it's just going to be more effective no matter what. It was very cool. So there's going to be these skeptics out there, but you know, this person, was at, his name is Sean, was absolutely willing to ask these questions and engage. And while he didn't maybe change his beliefs wholeheartedly, he could see that there was value in it. 
as well. So I think that's more of where we're going. I remember going to the first Abraham event I ever went to, I think it was 2010, and it was a big event in Nashville. Uh, then there was one woman from outside of the US and she was from England and she was young and she said, if I ever went back to England and told people what I was doing here, they would all laugh me out of the country. And now the biggest growth that we have in Joshua is, is the UK and France. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Um, so I see more and more of this. Yeah, there are, there's a little more closeted there for sure. Uh, you know, but my number one audience outside the U.S. is Australia because they just embrace all this stuff. Australia uh, is like, seeing, yeah, it's like U.S. You know, it's it's those people who are the most optimistic, you know, who who have this general belief that they can achieve anything. Yeah. Whereas, but look England, how controlled, you know, I'm not trying to get political, but, you know, Europeans, you know, they do pr- prefer a more controlled way of life, you know, where the government is doing a lot more things for them. Status, you know, you you have a position in society based on where where you went to school and where you were born, you know, even your accent implies your status. Right. And and it is is what it is. And and, and there's, uh, I think in the United States, we're taught that we can have or do or be anything. That that is a very American quality. Right. It's actually a very positive thing at the end of the day. I know it upsets a lot of other countries. Yeah. But we are like that. We do believe it. And we can do that here. There's not a class system here. Right. We're, we like consider ourselves equal. Yeah. Right. We all consider ourselves equal. Now, there's, you know, there's disparity in income because the law of attraction is at play. The top 1% believes they're the top 1%. And they sure. have all the money and they believe it. And that's, that's what they manifest. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot of fear around money in this country, unfortunately. And I would love to get rid of that because if you've got a society that believes they can still have or do or be anything they want and you get rid of the fear around money, Think of what a game changer that would be in this country. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still the mo- by far the most wealthy country in the world. And so we do have a healthy outlook on what we expect to have here in the United States. Uh, but even so many people within that he- healthy mindset are still in poverty consciousness or lack consciousness, yet they're lack is so much more than the lack of the rest of the world. You know, I mean, their lack is so much higher than the perceived lack of the, of the rest of the world. They take for granted that they should have a house and a car and a cell phone and cable TV and internet access and, you know, be able to go to restaurants and do all these things. But they're looking at the disparity between those who are in the next rung above them and how much more there is to have out there. Well, Imagine living in pretty much everywhere in Africa. You're not even having any of these things, you know. Right. It's very different vibration there than yeah. here for sure. Very, yeah. very different. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's interesting, you know, looking at the societies that have been built and there's positive and negative to all of that. And so much of it was based on control. Yeah. And somebody had the idea that, that we're going to start this new country and be this big melting pot and, and be free. And, you know, it caught, it caught on. Globally, yeah. it caught on. Yeah. And, you know, is it perfect? No, but it's still a pretty damn good place to live. I'm, I'm glad that I get to do what I do and I'm not in prison for it. Right. Stoned <laughs> to death for it. Yeah. Because there Burned are other countries where I, I, I would have been, I would have been stoned to death for being gay way before stoned <laughs> to death for being a channel, but now I'm a you know, double threat. So right. yeah, I'm very happy uh, to, to live uh, in a place where I can do this, even though it's not perfect and nothing ever will be. Awesome. Well, this has been a great conversation. Tell everyone where they can find you. Sure. The website is thestreamofdavid.com and my Facebook group is Law of Attraction 2.0 and the podcast is The Stream of David. Excellent. And you can find me at theteachingsofjoshua.com or our Facebook group is is what? Friendsofjoshua.com. Friend. I was going to say it's Friends of Joshua. Friends of Joshua on Facebook. <laughs> Let me tell you what the name of your Facebook group is, Gary. <laughs> and our other podcast is Joshua Live, where you hear me channel Joshua. We each have our own boot camp. Go to our websites to check out what that's all about. And they're both, I've heard from people who've graduated yours. It's amazing. Uh, we've had 100 people go through ours so far this year. It's been unbelievable. Super excited to get started next year. We're going to start in January 6th. We do it as a group, so it starts January 6th. And, uh, yeah, we've had people program. that take uh, take both. Yeah. They're taking, there's a lot of crossover in our teachings mm-hmm. because they're very congruent. Yep. And, uh, and they're, the, the boot camps are a little different. 
Yep. They teach different things. And we definitely have a lot of people that have taken both. And yeah. I, I really love the uh, collective community that we have. It's awesome. Well, thanks. It's been great to get together and we'll do this more often. And let's just make sure we keep in touch by email and stuff and let me know what's going on with you. And until I see you again, have a great Christmas. Hey, you too. Thanks a lot. Okay. Talk to you soon. Always fun. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.